Hey, it's your friendly neighborhood host and producer of Music Box, Malik. I just want to stop real quick before we got into the episode and tell you about this really cool thing that's happening if you're located in New York City, like I am. Fun little fact if you didn't know that. This Wednesday, yep, this Wednesday, September 21st at 7 p.m., the New York Public Radio will be having its annual fundraising event, which is also celebrating the 40-year anniversary of New Sounds with John Schaefer. If you don't know what New Sounds is, it's an amazing genre-bending show that's highlighted a ton of amazing musicians for nearly four decades, if you didn't get that part, that airs every night at 11 p.m. on 93.9 FM or WMYC.org. There's a ton of live music from some really amazing acts, including a DJ set. And also, if you're looking to spice up your night, you can also do a VIP package with bowling rentals with WNYC hosts as well. And you get to hang out and mingle with on-air and podcast talent hosts and producers. And speaking of that, no, I don't work at WNYC, but... I'm going to be there. So if you want to stop by and say hi, you can say hi to me as well. It's a really fun night and it's all going to support the great cause of public radio. I started my career in the audio space working in college radio, and it's so necessary to have these spaces for people to be able to highlight acts who are putting in the time making their dues and just need the audience to support them and shout out now and highlight them. It, it works wonders. I've seen it happen over and over again. And the best way you can do that and support not just musicians, but also the people who are doing the work to find them and bring them to your ears. So it's so necessary and so important. So while it's all fun that you get to hear music and it's fun that we're bowling, it is here for a deeper, amazing, enriching reason. So I hope you make it out there. And I hope to see you there. You can find more details about the whole event at newsounds.org. Full lineup, details on ticket pricing, along with the VIP package, everything you need to know. And with all that being said, I hope to see you there. But enough of me talking. And let's get you on to the episode, which is more of me talking. See you later. Welcome to Music Box. My name is Malik. And right now... I am hanging out and chatting with Mastermind, lead singer of In the Morning, and also Good Die Young model. (laughs) I'm sorry, I had to just drop that in there. Oh my God, what an intro. I'm like overwhelmed. How's it going? It's going, to say the least, you know? We're just out here trying to live the dream on a daily basis. Same. (laughs) No, of course, I mean, People, most people won't know this because, again, new show, but I had you on my old podcast, Against the Algorithm. I, to my napkin math, 264 days ago. No way. It's been like, we're like, serious? yeah. Like almost a year. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Time flies when you're still in a pandemic, I guess. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that, but there's another thing I want to mention. So I listened to the old episode as a, because good interviewer, and there's a quote that you said that I want to reiterate and say for you. (laughs) I have warped toward dreams. Low key, I still kind of do. I would not be mad if they revived it for a minute. And I mean, okay, so you knew that when we were young, Fest was happening. So is there any other predictions that you want to make while we're at it? Like lottery numbers? Ooh, well, my favorite number is 14. So I will always like use that. Yeah. And like when I played sports back in the day, it was always like my Jersey number. It's also Troy Bolton's Jersey number in the high school school trilogy. (laughs) Okay. 
Okay, so my question then is, is there any correlation to that? Um, Your pause is making me think the answer is yes. Probably, I think subconsciously, like who isn't a Zac Efron stan, you know? But like, I just like love that he was like, yeah, I can be an athlete and I can be a Broadway star. And like, you should always live your dreams. Yeah. So I don't know. It's also like my life path number is eight and like there's fours in there. Um, yeah. So it all times in. I mean, I love that this is, I don't know, bet on it is so good. If there's any like, no. I'm sad, Troy Bolton song. Don't get me started. <laughs> like, oh no. Okay. And then speaking of that, yeah, because you was it, there was that tweet about punk goes early 2000s that like someone made today. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like, we're just going to talk about that this whole episode because I feel like that would be perfect. That's literally like my entire existence. Like that whole era of like Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, like pop rock was just so influential to me because it was very much like the first time that I saw, like outside of like Avril Lavigne, obviously, but like growing up, like it was the first time seeing like girl doing like rock music. Yeah. To some degree. Yeah, it's pop, but like it's still rock, you know, but I think it's people will define it as pop because they were girls. Yeah, or like, Disney, yeah. If you had a guy voice on it, it would it would have been on, you know, a warp tour or like the alternative radio station, but because they're they were just outed out of that scene in the industry, like Disney found that hole in that niche and they were like, "Okay, cool, like let's give you Camp Rock, Hannah Montana, Lemonade Mouth, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And it was just so cool to finally see like young women like do that kind of music and like be so unapologetic about it. I mean, to a degree, to a certain Disney degree, but it was yeah. still really cool. And I was just like, that's so fun. And like, they're bops, you know? Tell me like one bad song from one of those artists. There are none. No, I, I mean. Think, like, it's in the morning is very much like me, like yearning to have, wanting to have been a part of that little pocket. And I think um, some people have gravitated towards our band because of that reason, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And no, you're right. Cause I feel like, I feel like, a ton of people, especially around our age range, would be flat out lying if they <laughs> said they did not like any of these Disney songs. La La Land goes right. hard. Demi, I'm like the number one Demi stan. So like, I will defend Demi to the day I die. Yeah, Demi's amazing. They're, like, they're literally one of the best vocalists, regardless of genre of our generation. And like, they were completely like not recognized in the scene because they were presenting as a girl back then, yeah. you know? And it's just like so annoying. But now I think people are finally like realizing it and they're like including them in the discourse, which is great. Exactly. And that's amazing. Like, you also get to see those like pop, like those like 90s, like 90s, 90s nights, but there's like those like nights where it's like, oh, hey, we have a DJ yeah. maybe playing all those things. Like it's like emo night, but for Disney music. And I, I gotta go to one of those. <sighs> you know, yeah. I never like honestly, like even though it's so cool and so rad and they've been so nice to us to include us on like these amazing playlists but like I honestly never really associated with that scene in that genre very much adjacently but like when people ask me like what emo bands I listen to or like what pop punk bands I listen to I'm like I really didn't like it was literally only Paramore and they were still kind of adjacent like I didn't get onto the panic at the disco train until like literally Death of a Bachelor so it's I don't know people associate us now with the punk scene and like people can do whatever they want but like if you're gonna ask me I'm like I literally 
don't really associate with it or like I don't know I think it's partially due to like the culture the toxic culture around it the misogyny yeah and just like the with that being like the premise of that genre and it being hitting so strongly I never like associated myself or like were like or was able to relate to those bands like I never listened to them yeah but, no, I, I definitely yeah. see what you mean and there is this, like this push and pull I feel like where like the wild thing is we talked a little bit in like the old episode about like how much kind of like pop punk was having this resurgence and realization and now we're having mm-hmm. this moment I feel like we're like I don't know it feels like there's a big push and pull between like DIY bands and bands who are like really out there and want to make a change and then I'm not gonna say his name because I don't want to die and I'm not Dude, trying to start a war I didn't, I, I, say, I didn't even say his name in that tweet and people were coming for me yeah like not, I didn't even mention the name an acronym or anything and it no. was it wasn't even an opinion it was like literally a statement yeah. based on facts yeah <laughs> And yeah, so I'm okay. I feel like it's really reductive to try to be like the new crown, the crown prince of pop punk. And if you know, like, I me saying that is already, you know what? Fuck it, <laughs> MGK. Um, but like, yeah, there is like, standum gets so wild. And I, there's certain people I'm just like, okay, I get being a fan, but are you going to die on the hill of Machine Gun Kelly? It's like, there's such a large spectrum of fandom because I definitely identify as a really big fangirl. Yeah. Like the artists and bands that I truly love and like support, I will support them till the day I die. Go to every single tour, buy every single vinyl, every single CD, every single cassette, piece of merch, whatever. Like when I roll with someone, it's like till the day I die, you know? But like there's the extremists where I'm just like, yo love the music but also just like get another hobby like why are you like, putting, like why are you putting your life on the line at the end of the day yes they're like an incredible artist musician etc impacting so much in pop culture and like your personal life but it's like they're also just another person yeah we're all just people we're all just some guy like <laughs> please, like stop defending them with your life like it's fine just like calm down <laughs> Well, well, that's the thing. I mean, I feel like there's just so much online about like, like it becomes a personal front of like, okay, if you don't like this thing I like, what are you trying to say about me? Yeah, I feel that. But I'm also yeah. just, yeah, I don't know. It's not, it's not excusable. Some of that behavior. I'm like, no. get another, get another hobby, y'all. I can't. It's too much. No, it, it's wild. <laughs> um, but looping over and talking, going back, kind of to like. Disney and influences I mean the one thing I've always and you mentioned a little bit but like one thing I've always loved is how much like in the morning wears on its sleeve just like that influence of just like 90s early 2000 Disney movie and just kind of like it feels nostalgic but it feels just so much in the vein of like talking about these raw emotions because I feel like in every song there's just like this like raw emotion of just like oh my god and I mean I still think about the fact that I wasn't gonna say it, but I still think about the I still think about the fact that the day we did the interview and we were talking about at what cost was the day my relationship. Ended. You, I remember you telling me that, and I was just like, "Damn, it was really like meant to be." The timeline is no. just like perfectly crossed in the universe, and we had that conversation, and you heard that song. It really was meant to be. I think. I mean, <laughs> I think I made a passing comment about it, but I didn't expect it to get so real so quickly. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it hits you later. 
you know, but I love that you called that out because yes, everything that I do is intentional, but at the same time, nothing feels ever forced to me. And I never want anything to feel forced. And if it does, like, I just like literally won't do it. Yeah. I'm a Taurus. So I'm very like very strong-willed and I will <laughs> literally that DW meme of like, this sign can't stop me. I can't read. <laughs> and I'm like, that's literally my entire existence. Like no one can tell me what to do. Like yeah. until I set my mind on it and I know that I want to do it for me, then I will do it. But I love the call out, like that whole era of 2000s, that golden era. Um, like I said previously, like it was so informative to me and it was so inspiring and fun and energetic and just so like, I don't know, it was very like something to aspire to for me as a kid growing up. And I think, you know, nostalgia is always trending in some way, shape or form. Like people always love looking back on the good old days and like that. I know it's like trendy now to like, you know, 2000s Y2K, but I'm also just like, that was my life. Like that was yeah. literally what I lived through. That was a very formative part of my life. And like the age that I was at during that time, like I was so like, I was like a sponge, like soaking it all in. And it was really like the big uptake in like media. Like we were all getting cell phones, like social media was like starting to happen. And like before that, like we didn't have any of that. Like we were just a slave to whatever, like the TV was telling us what to do. So it was really cool to finally like have outlets, like self-expression in that way. And it really made an imprint on me. And I feel like when I want to display in the morning in a visual aspect, like I want it to feel like how I feel when I was first like introduced to like music, like really introduced to music and music industry and like everything that was surrounded by it, whether it was like fashion, you know, hair, makeup, all that stuff that went along with it. And I love that you also brought up like, even though it was like all, even though it's like that fun and bubbly aspect, like lyrically, everything that I write is very sad. And I think um, we all experience emotions throughout our entire lives. And sometimes we have the same emotions, but like throughout our lives, we feel them at different degrees and different intensities. And I feel like I've been writing songs like for more than half of my life, but especially in my life, I mean, you're as wise as you are. You're the most wise you could be today, you know? So I feel like even though these songs kind of sound like young and like fresh and nostalgic, they're also like, I'm, I've lived a lot of life at this point in my life. And I feel like that juxtaposition of like really intense, deep emotions paired with like a lighter, upbeat, fun, you know, sound scape. I love that. I love any time, like there's two different like energies being combined. And I think a lot of the artists that I like look up to do that really well. Um, so for example, like I always, obviously I always mention it, but Paramore, they do it extremely well. Um, Casey Musgraves, one of my favorite songwriters of this era, like does it so well, even when her songs sound happy, like just the tone and energy of her voice is so sad and depressing. And I'm like, yeah. how do you do it? Um, but I just, I love that. And I think it's really cool that like you could enjoy it and listen to it like on a surface level, but if like you really sit down with it, you'll be sad, you know? And I feel like you can enjoy and process things at different levels at any given time in your life. 
I was rambling for a long time. Hopefully that all made sense to whoever's no. this. <laughs> no, it did. You were like, you were reading my mind because the, the thing I wanted to necessarily touch on was just kind of like, especially in like the genre, like pop punk in this field, like they're like, especially when you're younger, you just are so more open with like talking about your emotions and being like, this is how I feel. And I feel like it's cranked at 10. And like, like you said, that changes like based on age, circumstances, situations, and like I yeah I was gonna ask like how do you tap into like that now like because I know it feels like I mean like at what cost we're talking about a relationship where hey like how much like what is the how far am I willing to go for a relationship that's not serving me I mean he won't if he wanted to he could we're talking about some like yearning for someone who's not putting equal amounts of like energy into the relationship that you want those are like just like very like raw emotions to put in so I mean like going and sitting down to like write that like how is that mentally like emotionally to like go to that place yeah um it's it's very cathartic and very therapeutic for me to write songs because at the at the end of the day like my favorite part of everything is the actual songwriting and then right after that is the singing of the song that I wrote um and People will always ask me like, oh, you should like go into into, like writing sessions and write for other artists. And like, well, I think that'd be really fun and cool. Like the concept of it to like put myself in someone else's shoes. I cannot emotionally like put myself in a position where like I'm writing something that feels authentic and true to a human emotion that I experience and then like give it to somebody else, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think I ever will. And I think that's fine. Um, But all that to say, I'm a very uh, visceral person when it comes to experiencing and feeling what I feel. And it comes in really strong waves. And I'm not the kind of person who will like, I'll have a, like set up a writing session and like write for six hours. I've never done it, but like the idea of that is very like daunting to me because writing is a very personal exercise for me. It's almost just like journaling, to be honest. Um, very structured journaling, but like, I will come up with a concept or like, I'll experience a feeling, come up with the idea of like how that feeling could be portrayed and then just write it. Honestly, most of my songs have been written in like 30 minutes. (laughs) And then I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, this was like not that great, but like, it felt good to just like release those feelings in a written form because I'm just better at communicating in that way, I think. Um, And then like, be like, oh, that's not that great. And then I'll like, go back to it like months later. I'm like, oh, this thing could actually be a thing. Or I'll like write half a song, come back to it like three months and I'm like, oh, maybe I should finish it. So it's really like, I don't know. I have to be inspired by true events <laughs> to, to this point in life. At this point in life, like all of my songs have been inspired by true events. Some of them more exaggerated than others, but like they're all based on like real feelings and real experiences and I think that's why the people who have listened to it and who have like reached out that it has like been has resonated with them it like that's why it's it, I feel like it served its purpose and I at the end of the day like I do it for me but it's honestly just a bonus if one other person listens to it and it's been really cool to see more than one person <laughs> outside of me listen to it it's been wild to be honest because I mean like I said I've been writing songs for more than half of my life but like not that I didn't try to like promote them, but like, I feel like within the morning, it was the first time I was like, why not? I've everything before the morning I was releasing as like myself, like as my name, Atran. 
my nickname. Um, and it felt weird. I don't know. I, I think with the, with the label of in the morning and like the band aspect, like I feel less, uh, just, I feel less, not that I'm ashamed or like, I don't know. It's always just like cringy to like promote yourself, but I think yeah. with the band and like the brand around it, like I feel like less weird about yeah. doing it. Not that I ever felt like that in the first place, but it does make it a lot easier when you're like removing your self in that way. I completely know what you mean. I mean, like when I was working on Against the Algorithm and it was just me, it felt mm. so weird to kind of be like, hey, look at this podcast I did. Why should you care and listen? Which is why I like leaned so heavy on being like, this musical artist that's on the show is so cool and you should check them out. And so I've been like producing and like working on the show Creative Block as like they're like, I write their social media posts, I write their episode descriptions, all this stuff. And it like, it's so much easier to like, hype someone up when there's like a collective or there's like this is not me um it's gonna get weird because now I need to write things for me again under this banner and be like hey I know you're all here for x yeah but that and it's it's strange (laughs) it's it's such a big departure um but yeah no it's it's weird to, to like go in and like promote yourself it so I also wanted to talk about that because I know you're hesitant about it but you're also very good at it I mean dude oh thank you it's like it's like so cringy because like it's funny because I'm literally like a professional in the field of like production and content production video production but then when it comes to my own stuff I'm like oh god I can't (laughs) I feel like every especially for like for if he wanted he could and if he wanted to he would would uh period there's a period at the end. Oh on, yeah, on period. purpose. <laughs> I I don't know why I keep messing it up because I also I miss said it in the tweet when we were talking back and forth and I'm like I oh, messed up you? the creation and then I didn't, I didn't even notice. I I saw I was like no, I felt so bad. <laughs> Once uh, I get like one like and there's a typo, I'm like I can't delete it now. They're not gonna like it again. <laughs> no, listen, I had one where um it was someone who worked on the show Ducktales. And like, um, and I That's misspelled so it, and I said like T A. It's like T A. Like I, I did the wrong version of tails, and there were like three tweets that were like nor, and I was like, I know, I'm sorry, leave me alone. <laughs> I was oh, I just was sitting there heated. Oh God, I literally did. I have Twitter blue on the in the morning account. So it like lets you undo tweets within a certain, like, I think it's like 60 seconds, but it's not enough. <laughs> I'll still like have a typo and I'm like, no. <laughs> like, That's, uh, but most but, of the time people like don't care. They get no. like, there's viral tweets that have hella typos and they still get tons of likes. So I'm just like, whatever. It's all, it's all the message uh, essence of it. Exactly. But I want to circle back and so for the two singles, yes, I mean, both of them had like a like aspect of community. Like the first one when announcing if he wanted to, he would. You had like, you did this cool thing where you had everyone, like a ton of friends, like post tweets that like had like this exact thing. I was part yeah. of it. Thing. I mean, like having a cool idea there. And I like how do you come up with it? Because it feels like it's just like, it's utilizing like the friend group, the support, like yeah. the people who are in your corner in expanding that and 
I feel like that's like, it, it feeds into the situation of it feels less like you're promoting exactly yourself and it's more of a community thing that like bands everyone together. Yeah. Oh my God. I love this question. Thank you for noticing. Also, thank you for participating in the community. <laughs> um, but for, if he wanted to, he would, I did the tweet where I like literally wrote out the entire template, gave the links, gave the time of when to publish it. Um, and then for the way it goes both ways, I, the whole aesthetic was very like freaky Friday, like high school yearbook vibes. And so I literally just tweeted out, I was like, send me a photo of your, or like, if you want to be a part of something fun, DM us. It was very like cryptic. And so after they DM'd us, I would send them like, Hey, like, if you want to be a part of this, send me like a photo, they sent me a photo. And then I asked them for like, what their superlative would be super superlative. Is that how you say it? I think so. Uh, And then I asked for it. So like, I didn't tell them what it was for. So like, it was really fun to see like what photos people like would send me and like how they like, you know, I always love to see like people's favorite photos of themselves. Um, so that was really fun. And then I put a little like yearbook, little square yearbook thing together. So like most likely to, um, and then I also like, it was all like really optional too. Like, I was like, Hey, if you like, you want to support, like, feel free to tweet this at this time. That being said, like I, everything I do is just like going back to the authenticity part. It's like, if I don't, it doesn't feel right to me and it's not fun to me, I'm not going to do it. And like, when I come up with these ideas, I'm like, what would be fun for me if somebody asked me to do it, you know, or like being someone who is a huge fangirl, I'm like, what would be really fun if like my favorite band asked me to do, you know, and I feel like being a part of the journey and being a part of the discourse and like just the community in general is like my favorite part about a lot of these bands that I look up to and enjoy being a listener and fan of. And I, I don't know, just like those things, like participation and engagement is like so important. And I feel like, yeah, like our numbers are small, but like the people that do like listen to us, like are really like engaged. And I think that's what's important to me. Like, I don't care if like we hit a million or whatever, like that'd be sick, but I'm not like, that's not what I'm like striving for. Like I want quality over quantity, you know? And I feel like doing these small things, they're fun and creative and like keeps them engaged, but like it's memorable, you know? And I feel like creating those moments and those memories with people who support and appreciate us is like so important to me because I want to be able to reciprocate as much as I can. And I, I just feel very grateful that people will even like give us a chance. So I don't know. I just want to like always keep it fun, you know, cause I want it to be fun for me, but also like, I want it to be fun for anyone who wants to come along for the ride. So and like a lot of people are like reaching out after I did them. They're like, oh, I'm going to steal your idea. And I'm like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so it's like, it's cool to see people like, um, just like resonate with it in some way. It feels like it has that same energy. Like when like a band does like, when there was like all those ARGs that bands would do and you would go in like online and everyone became like an HTML expert and stuff like Dude, that. Would people literally would me on MySpace coding away. <laughs> So like you would go to Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, Tumblr, and you would just go and be like, what's going on? And like, like, granted, I don't know. Oh, night. Oh my gosh. The ARG that Knife Life, Nightlife did. Hansel's, uh-huh. Hansel's ARG. I forget. It was like one way back. It was like the Google Drive ARG that he did. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, Honestly, iconic. I, 
like, I was doing I'm it. All about the, I'm all about the clickbait, but I'm also just like, I want to give something at the end. I don't want to yeah. tease them too much because I'm like, I don't really have that much power. But, <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Would you ever do like a, like, granted, I know like that's like budget, but like, would you ever want to do like a big, crazy, like in the morning ARG? Um, I'm going to sound dumb, but like, what does ARG stand for? I literally so see like, it I think it's alternative reality games. So it's basically more or less, it's just like, hey, either like a digital scavenger hunt or like there's a code oh, or like okay. all those weird things where people like would post like flyers or there's like a code you need to figure out for a website or like we hit something in like a certain place that you need okay. to Okay. Is it it's like geocaching kind of? Like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm all about it. I love any fun and unique way to, you know, spark excitement or like cultivate engagement and community in any way. I think it's really fun, especially nowadays. Like it's allowed for so many people to like find us. I'm like, we literally sent merch to like Switzerland. I'm like, what the hell? Like, that's crazy. I'm like, I can't like connect my brain to like that. Like that's so wild that somebody found us on the internet and they're like, yeah, I want to buy something from this band. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that's insane. Um, all that to say, I'm a very like IRL kind of gal. Um, while it's really cool and like accessible to people who aren't able to attend shows for whatever reason, to like have the opportunity to like do virtual shows or whatever, like as someone who loves music, I'm such a music fan, music stand for life. Like my favorite part about it as a fan is like experiencing it live and like having that moment with the musicians and being surrounded by other people who also love the same music, like that cannot be, that feeling cannot be replaced. And so I don't know, like, I'm not like, I'm not against it, but like, I'm not going to like, I've, we've been asked to do a ton of like virtual stuff and I'm like, nah, I don't know. It's like not cool to me, maybe down the line when we've like already done a ton of live stuff. But as of right now, like I'm not jumping on that just cause I'm like, it doesn't feel the same, you know, like, I don't want to really, I'll watch like my favorite bands, like, you know, Lollapalooza or Coachella sets, but I'm like, I'd rather just go, you know? This was a perfect segue into my next point. <laughs> I don't know how you're doing it, but there's like three times, like you'll say something and I'm like, yeah. So for the record, he's not giving me a prompt or questions. So I don't know. I'm just on, it's almost tourist season. So maybe I'm like on something. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> but so my next point was I've been during my research. I remember not even research. I remember just seeing on my feed once that you, I mean, one, you're asking for a basis for potential live shows in the LA area. And two, I remember <laughs> seeing a tweet, like, I think like a week ago where you're like, Hey, how do you ask for time off for two months of tour? So, or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I on the timeline like, people, you see in the tweets. <laughs> I mean, listen, I am a very, very diligent person i just my research is i open up twitter and i scroll <laughs> I mean, that's honestly all you need i don't even like read the news anymore i just like yeah. wake up and then open the twitter newspaper and i'm like cool i know everything that's happening <laughs> no for real but those um, two tweets are kind of making yeah. me feel like we're leaning towards live shows and tours i don't want to put words in your mouth but it feels like it's leaning towards that i mean that's like a goal of mine since like a, being a kid like just being able to go on tour and play music around the world for people that want to hear it that's like so cool and such a privilege and so fun and I feel like I would love it I know I'll love it I've done a mini tour before with like a previous band but like not like with all like these are like all my songs you know and I feel like that'd be really fun 
to like have that opportunity. Um, we do have a show on May 20th. Don't know when this episode's coming out, but if you're in the Los Angeles area, we're playing at the iconic V Smell in downtown Los Angeles. And I learned recently that like Turnstile would play there, like when they were on the rise. So like basically we're playing the same venue as Turnstile. Not basically <laughs> you are. Um, so that's pretty wild. And we're playing with Susie True and Hoity Toity, who are also from LA. And I'm like huge, huge fans of them. Like so honored they said yes. Um, so that's happening on May 20th. That's like our very first live show ever, which is crazy because like it feels like we've been, I've been doing in the morning for a long time, but it hasn't even been a year yet, but like pandemic times, I don't know. It's been weird. Um, and hopefully we're like figuring out like what the rest of the summer looks like, but I'm hoping to do a handful of shows locally. Hopefully I really want to do a hometown show in Seattle this summer. So just trying to figure that out. Like the scene is not, the music scene's incredible. Tons of incredible musicians from my hometown in Seattle that I truly love, but like no one's really doing pop rock. I don't know. So hopefully I can come up with a lineup that like makes sense. Um, and then I don't know, my, my like goal is to have someone just like bring us on tour. Like I think opening for someone would be a really cool and fun way to like dip my toes into the tour life. So if you're listening, um, if you're cool band and need someone to open, like, let me know. Let Jer from Lost and Found Touring know because they're doing my booking. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like, I'll see these tour announcements and it's just like all male, all white bands. It's literally 2022. I'm just like, why? It's so easy to like not do that. And yeah. yet we'll still do. So if you're unproblematic and you're looking for a diversity hire, Hit me up. <laughs> I'm shameless. I'm like, I don't even care at this point. I'm like, I'm I'm trying to help you. Yeah. I'm going, I'm trying to go on tour, but I'm also like trying to help you make your band look better. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh no, that hit too hard because I remember I'm like a person like a non-white person in the first place is already so rare yeah you add on like female presenting and then you add on like asian like full asian not even like white passing like hapa like that's unheard of i'm like it's now your chance hit me up (laughs) listen hot commodity listen okay i'm saying okay so the funny thing was and i'm hoping no one from my job listens to this um (laughs) my manager probably will but basically what happened was like, I've been like, uh, like they've been just using me a lot of promo, promo material, like their Instagram, like yeah. there's a culture book. Not the some... community college brochure. <laughs> yeah, no, there's literally a culture book that the company has. And I am in said book as like one. Of, oh, it's right here. <sighs> no, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. Hold on. That's yeah. so funny. Oh my God. <laughs> Look and, at you. Look at you. Oh, yeah. There's an airport ad that I'm in, and it got to the Wait, point. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Celebrity in the house. So my manager, at a certain point, went to, like, the company's just, like, social media team. Like, listen, please. I get it. Malik's not mad. I'm not coming on behalf of Malik. But can we calm down on posting? <laughs> <laughs> can, like, can, like, she's like, please, take a break. A break. <laughs> That's amazing. But also, like, don't calm down, you know? 
it's I mean, time reparations man nah, like- for real. <laughs> and like we were talking about like wanting to go on tour in a band i was gonna ask a really dumb question of who your dream would be and then immediately i was like she's gonna say paramore <laughs> yeah okay but i feel like that's not real i mean okay never say never I mean, actually, I actually have a note in my phone of all the bands that I want to go on tour with slash like would make sense sonically yeah. I feel because obviously there's a ton of bands in all genres and artists in all genres that I really love that I'm like it just would not make sense at all like I'm a huge Jojo fan uh, I mean huge like Jasmine Sullivan fan like like no no R&B artist is gonna like take me on tour you know yeah but um, I think bands that would make a lot of sense and would be really cool. If y'all are listening, your booking agents are listening. Pale Waves, love them. I feel like that would make so much sense. Like I love them so much. Um, Haley Kyoko, she's more pop leaning, but she's still a little alt pop, so I feel like that could work. Um, Ali and AJ, duh. Oh, yeah. Um, Avril. She's back on tour with he who must not be named. Fuck it. <laughs> F- fuck up. Fuck up. What are they like, going to do? Um, blink twice if you're okay. Also, if you're a fan of that guy, do not listen to this podcast. Uh, Just kidding. Listen, everyone listen to this podcast. Just not my episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then I'm trying to think who else would make sense. I love lights to the day I die. Oh yeah, you went to go see see her like recently, right? I've seen her like on almost every single tour. How is this tour? Because like... incredible. Obviously, like she never disappoints. So it's just like I feel like a broken sound like a broken record. But I'm like looking at my posters on my wall. Demi yeah. is in the studio with a rock album. They literally leaked like 60 seconds of a new song, and I'm like, what the f? Okay, like, it's be insane. I was... I didn't know for a certain because I kept seeing the pictures. I didn't know really. So there's a, a legit like rock album on the way. Yeah. If you go, if you go in my the depths of my Twitter, like I literally screen recorded both of the <laughs> the leaks <laughs> and I posted it on my Twitter, like freaking out. And I'm just like, when the rock comeback tour happens, please hit me up. That's um, true fan behavior. Screen recording the leak because you don't know oh, how long yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, because I'm like, you don't know when it's gonna come back up. So I'm like, I need it for reference. I need to like refer back to it. I can't complain because I did that too. Like, so, like, was it Joy Wave? Like, played a whole song like a week before their album came out. And like, okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna play it on TikTok. And I was like, screen record. And just kind of sat. <laughs> That's yeah, I feel it. The fan behavior is so real. Like, I screen recorded that when Paramore announced they were like back in the studio. I screenshot that photo of them in the studio in Rolling Stone. It's literally my background. I was like, I'm literally keeping this as my background until they drop the album yeah so <laughs> i mean I, I don't blame you for that because i feel like there's so many there's like bands do this hype thing where they're like hey we're promoting a new album we delete everything i'm like what what yeah i kind of don't i get it but i'm like we know something is up i also think they're in an la studio so i'm just like what if i just like hit up a random studio every day like what if i like run into them then it could How be like, many studios are in LA? How many can there really be? Literally so many. Oh my God. I, mean, I don't, okay. I thought of another one. Young the Giant. I literally love them so much. I'm like obsessed with them. And I feel like, I don't know. They're definitely more alternative, but I'm like, we're like alt pop. It could work. I don't know. Yeah. It could work. I feel like, <laughs> all, like, I feel like all in indie, like 
there's like a big meshing going on where like I feel like it can definitely work yeah especially if there's like a band in between us like if we're the first opener somebody yeah Samir if you're listening <laughs> listen let if us Samir, know <laughs> if, if Samir is listening oh my god please my life would be over actually big Tor- fan Tor- I love your work I love your work we're <laughs> within the morning come on this podcast please <laughs> there's a running joke now with my roommate where I have introduced bands where I'll be like hey listen to this band or hey check this out and the first question I get now is have you interviewed them and if oh. the answer is no I've been he, the next question is when are you going to do it <laughs> it's a fair question honestly I'm okay I, I'm a baby I, I'm, I'm I I get a I got anxious sending a message to you about being on the Why? show. Why? Oh my god! I'm, I'm like not intimidating. I promise. I know. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> well, I'm also like I don't know. I'm weird. I'm like, who'd want to be on my thing? So I'm like, you, you know, have to be like YOLO. Life is too short to have that hesitancy. Yeah, I was I, telling my, I was talking to my friend about this, just like general conversation about that, and like confidence, and like I'm just like you just need to have the audacity of a white man <laughs> because they be out here pretending to know what they're doing and it works every single time and like I never really had that it's still really hard for me but I just have to remember that like I bring value to the table and I bring a valuable perspective a valuable skill set and I know what I'm doing and if I yeah. don't like I know that I will be able to figure it out and I know that you will too so don't feel hesitant ever shoot for the stars my dude <laughs> that's true i just say yolo i'll send the message and throw my phone yolo <laughs> I, I said I mean, life is short yolo like just do it but i want to <laughs> i want to circle back a little bit so we talked a little bit about doing like live shows and like wanting to get into that i mean in the morning has been a very kind of like online band in terms of like releasing singles interaction yeah. I mean, so when it comes to going and navigating, turning like songs and like experience to a live environment, like, I mean, I know you're probably, you're doing it like right now. I mean, what goes into like figuring out what the set's going to be, the energy? I mean, I don't know if you can have like big Freaky Friday cutouts on stage while you perform, but like, how do you get the energy and like visual aspects of like what makes in the morning in the morning and bring that to a live like a live venue yeah that's a great question I think like I have like this you know ideal visual of what it looks like like I work in production yeah that's like video production but also like in person like real sets and that kind of stuff too so like you know I would love to go big or go home be super grandiose with a set design lighting design etc cetera, etc cetera. but like we don't have budget for that so you know we've got to start small and be scrappy and that's like the beauty of it all but I think at the heart of it, like, I just like love performing and being on stage and like being able to express express myself in that way. And it's been so long since I've been able to with the pandemic and all. So it'll just be really, it'll be really relieving and really nice and just very therapeutic to be able to do that again. Um, nothing like super grand that's going to happen for our first May 20th show. Um, but I think it'll just be a really nice time to like finally sing these live. Um, it's going to be Hard. I literally tweeted about it the other day. I was like, me in the studio recording the song, like totally fine. But then like me trying to sing it live, I'm just gonna be like, 
Cause it's like, when you're in the studio, you're just like standing in one spot. Like, yeah, you'll be doing like our movements, like maybe moving your body a bit, but like when you're on stage, like you're really feeling it. You're like getting the energy from the crowd, the energy from the room, the ambiance, like just all that excitement. And you're just like, I'll, I'm like very like mobile. I'm going to be like moving around, not just like standing in the middle of the stage, you know? So it'll be definitely a challenge to like get back into that. Cause it's been so long since I've been in a performance mode. Um, but I'm really excited to go back into it. Um, yeah, visually, um, you know, I'm all about aesthetics, so we'll definitely be, um, portraying and just giving a certain look at any given time, you know, always serving looks. I love styling. I like, will style, I've styled other people and styled like many other sheets before. So it's been, it'll be really fun to like put that together too. And like make the guys try on a ton of shit. So <laughs> it'll be, <laughs> but it's great. Like all the guys are like, so like, they'll like do whatever, like they're just so down. So it's like, it's really fun. Um, great energy there. So I'm excited to finally do that. Uh, but maybe down the line, like I would love to incorporate like video aspects, um, like actual like physical props and like staging and set design. I think that'd be really fun. Like I, music for me is like, I actually have this whole, not to like go into a tangent, but like when I was releasing solo music, I had this whole plan of doing like a pop-up event where each room was like a physical and visual representation of what it feels and looks like to like be inside the song um and I was going to do a, a room for each of those singles I didn't do it because then the pandemic happened but like I want that full all sensory experience to be a thing when people come to an in the morning show and maybe not like fully there like in the beginning stages but I think that's like something that I really want to make happen because I feel like at home like listening to music and experiencing music in different settings is like it serves different purposes and like when you're at home or like in your car by yourself like for me it's really therapeutic and I'm able to really like hone in on like what the artist is saying lyrically thematically etc um but like in a live setting like it's completely different because I'm able to experience like their live interpretation of that song that night in that moment during that time of their life because like a lot of times when you perform a song live that song would have already been written for maybe two years and it's like the first time you're doing it live, you know, because like production, release, etc., marketing, like it takes a long time to do all that stuff. And so by the time I do a song live, like I'm like a better singer. I'm like a different person. I'm the same person, but like I've lived more life, you know? And so like you interpret it in different ways. And I think that's really cool and really beautiful, especially when like looking at my favorite artists and like bands and singers that I've been following since the beginning of their career, like hearing a song that they wrote literally like 16 years ago and then them, them performing it in 2022 is like insane to me so like even that little gap of like one to two years is already big but like being able to like have that experience down the line is really cool and I hope within the morning shows like down I'll eventually be able to like create that like full sensory experience to like experience the song to its fullest degree and potential. That was a long answer. No, but for, I mean, <laughs> that's that. I'm I'm glad. I bet, like I mean, slight tangent, but yeah, no. Like I'd love. Like I'd much rather to get a long answer that like you're like really considering and thinking about than just oh yeah, that'll be cool. 
<laughs> I like if, if it, would be, ever, it would be cool, but <laughs> yeah, if there's any any questions, anytime like I ask a question and I get like a very simple like, oh yeah, I'm like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> I'm just like, Ugh. I haven't had bad interviews in a while, but when they happen, I always feel like I always try to ask for the questions beforehand so I can like prepare myself, but then at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to feel like scripted. Yeah. But then I also like don't want to be too rambly, but hopefully people are following the line of thought. But no, I'm yeah. like following it like a ton. <laughs> I mean, okay, so then my question, yeah, let me kind of answer it there because I was just gonna say, like, you didn't ask me for a question. You asked like what to prepare for, and I kind of gave you like a very vague answer of just like yeah. <laughs> I'm like these things, and you're like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. Like going back to live shows. I mean, it's like, especially now and going back into it, like it's, I've been having a lot of moments where there's like those out of body situations where like, you're listening to a song absolutely, and like you, like it, like it, like it hits something and you're just like, holy shit. Like I went to go see yeah. Jukebox the Ghost and they were the first band I ever interviewed at all. Oh my God, I love and that. there was a song from that album that played and I was just like, oh shit. Like, a big aspect of my life was this band and I was like, like I paused and I was like wow I was like and you realize it's just something like, I'm like like this is a very particular moment and you realize how much it means to you and you can never mm-hmm. you can like I feel like you can have those slight moments in song but like to have the people there playing the thing and hearing and inversely reacting to it is like so real I don't know if it was worth getting COVID for but it was fun or maybe it was YOLO <laughs> I mean, I was coughing for like a week, but that was it. I, I didn't get bad COVID, but I... I'm so sorry. No, you're good. Have you gotten... I mean, two questions. Have you... How many... I mean, I know you've been to Silk Sonic, too, because that was yes. another one. I've been to so many shows. <laughs> I mean, how does it feel for you to be, like, to see that, just as, it, as a fan? Silk Sonic specifically was such... I, there are no words that I can use to fully articulate the spectacle and like magic that they were able to create with that show specifically. Um, if you guys aren't familiar, Silk Sonic is Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, obviously, as their band. Um, but for the show in their Vegas residency, it's they made it a, a, a rule, a thing that you aren't you aren't allowed to record it. And so when you enter the venue, your phone is automatically put into this like little phone jail bag and it's not unlocked until after the show. And so their music is very like 70s and 60s inspired. And so they were like, we want to create that feeling of taking you back into that time. So obviously in that era, you didn't have, you know, phones, cell phones or like tiny cameras you could bring with you. And so it really forced everyone there to be completely in the moment. And it was honestly so beautiful like Bruno is one of the if not the best singers musicians performers players of our generation and I will die on that hill like he's the top of the top and for him to like have this project in that like in in that environment it was just like I just wish everyone could see it and have the opportunity and privilege to see it because it's truly like nothing no one's doing it like them yeah. And I really felt like I was able to completely like immerse myself in the universe and the world that they were creating and like really be attuned to the music, to the lyric, to like the dancing, the choreography, like every single musician playing, like the staging, lighting, 
set design, all that, like I was able to fully like really appreciate and absorb all of it because there were no phones, just vibes, no phones, yes. just vibes. I mean, so this is not an ad by the way, not that they need marketing, but like, if you have the chance to go, like you 100% need to go. <laughs> so my other question then is like, then as a musician, like, is there this ping pong that happens when you watch shows of like, oh, I'm a fan. And like, then is there other part of you that's like, take notes. Okay. That's oh, absolutely. I think that both sides of that are happening all the time simultaneously. Um, Cause it's, I'm just like a, a sponge at live shows. I'm like, I've been to thousands of shows and thousands of performances at this point in my life. I have a spreadsheet if anyone's interested. <laughs> I, know, I mean, you can, honestly, that would be pretty cool to, I honestly want to see it. That sounds really cool. But I need to clean it up because it's a little uh, not up to date, but like I'll probably tweet it out one day. Do we'll it. Um, but yes, I'm constant. I'm always a fan and I'm always a student, you know, like just taking in as much as I can and like really feeling and experiencing what they're doing, but also just like taking little things like from my favorite artists and like finding fun and unique ways to incorporate it into my own work that feel authentic to me. And I think that's the beauty of music in any kind of art form. Like art is really just like stealing, you know, stealing and then like making it your own. If you're a good artist, you're able to make it your own and not, it would still feel authentic to you yeah. and what your mission is. Um, but yeah, I'm always a fan, always a student every time I go to live shows. And I think that's really cool um, to take away something every time I leave a show. Absolutely. So I want to shift the gears a little bit. Yeah. Um, the, the main show is called Creative Block and I'd be remiss to not mm -hmm. mention it all. Cause I mean, if we're going to be on the feed and the YouTube channel, I feel like we at least have to casually talk about Creative totally. Block. Now I'm like feeling the pressure to give you a really good sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have some good sound bites already, but um, so. <laughs> um, but my question then comes down to with all the stuff you're doing, I mean, you work with production for your day job, but in, in, for in the morning, you're like, there was a tweet you had about like, kind of like doing all these aspects of like being like a manager or like being a like press doing like videos and like having all these aspects that you do as like a as someone who's in a band. And then also the actual like sitting down and creation aspect, like one, how do you have the energy for all of that? <laughs> And two, when there are situations where you sit down and there's like nothing in the tank, like how do you break past those situations where there's creative block and you want to create, but for some reason it's just not coming to you? Yeah, um, I think to the first part of it, I have done almost every job in the music industry, like behind the scenes up until now. And I think one, I'm just like a curious person. I want to learn and I want to be aware and like be in the know and also just be self-sufficient. And so I've always been attuned to like learning all these different roles, um, whether it be a music journalist, an interviewer, a concert photographer, brand strategist, music video producer, manager, et cetera, et cetera. Like I've literally done it all up, up until this point. And I'm really glad that I did because I learned so much along the way. And I've also learned the things that I don't want to do as my career or like as my you know life's purpose um not that I didn't enjoy any of them but like it's I I can do all of them but I don't want to do all of them and so yeah. I'm glad I did it and it has given me a really strong and like diverse skill set 
Um, and I'm really thankful for that to have like made myself put myself in those positions because, you know, none of those things are given, none of those things are given to anyone, but some people do have an advantage and that's definitely not me. And so I'm really proud of myself for putting myself out there in those positions and gaining that experience. Um, on the flip side of that, I think putting myself in those positions was kind of like a, like a survival tactic because it was my way of staying really close to music without actually like being an artist. And I think I did that because I know I did that because having had all that experience behind the scenes and of the industry and having all that knowledge, it just like, didn't feel like it was realistic to me, realistic for me as an artist, as a singer, as a songwriter, because I mean, even to this day, you look at the industry and it's still majority white men, even in 2022, obviously it's gotten so, so much better. And like, I love to see it, but especially like in my most formative years, like when someone, the age range of when you would like begin that journey as like a musician or a singer, like that wasn't there for me. And I didn't have anyone around me that would be able to like give me that chance or opportunity. And like, yeah, like you have to go out and seek it, but like, I'm in a system that's already broken. So it's just like, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you have to be talented and skilled, but like also a ton of luck and timing. And so like, I'm just, a, I'm just like a realist, you know, like I go based off of facts and like, obviously there's like a lot of like dreaming and hope and like, you know, like I have to have that positive mentality and I do, but it's also like, partnered with like, okay, well, like what's actually realistic and like what could actually happen for me. And so, um, there's both of the, like both of those sides of the coin for me. Um, that was a long answer going back to being, having the energy. How do I have it? Um, I don't really give myself a choice. I was very much in the, uh, sleep, I'll sleep when I die mentality for a long time. I still kind of am a little bit less so in the past couple of years, I've given myself some grace. I'm like, maybe I should sleep. <laughs> Good for your health. You should definitely sleep. Make sure a you little drink, bit. Water. drink water, wear sunscreen, etc. Um, But I just like, I have a lot of goals and I want to do a lot of things. And like, I want my life to feel like fulfilled and I don't want to have regrets, you know? And so I have to have the energy or else I won't be able to achieve those things. Um, and as far as like, how do I get past, what do I do when I don't have energy? Like I definitely, I think the life balance is so important and we always talk about it and we always harp on it, but like, it's a lot easier said than done. And in the work culture and society that we all like live in and experience like they do we it doesn't it's not like it's not made for that like it's just go 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 like it's not a system that is like it's not a system that honors self-preservation in any way especially in entertainment especially in the music industry and then when you add on like the DIY aspect where you're like fully funding yourself it's just not great for your health, physical health, mental health, or any kind of health. And so I just have to remind myself to like make time to, you know, do self-care, do meditate. And that looks different for everybody, like self-care and meditation. It could be skincare. It could be like going on a hike. Like for me, something really big is like being in nature and like 
I love being in nature, um, especially by myself when it's safe to do like during the daytime, but I love going on hikes and just like, or going to the beach and just being like alone with myself and the environment and like honestly like disassociating because I do so many things like I work full-time like we all do so many things but I'm like I'm on full-time I have the band I'm also like my own label also working with other artists so it's just like being able to just like reconnect with myself in any way that I can even if that's like spending more time to like make coffee in the morning like do a pour over instead of using the espresso, like tiny things like that, like make a really big difference. And I try to do, I try to have a routine, but like, I've just come to the conclusion that I'm not great at that. And so just like finding fun ways to keep myself engaged with self-care, I think is the way that I'm able to like break through that. Um, And sometimes I don't, and I just like, I'm just like at 0%. And then I'm like, okay, well I got to regroup. And then it's not sustainable. I'm working on it, but it's not sustainable. And like, I always, it's easy for me to give that, you know, advice to friends and stuff. Cause like you care about your friends and family, but like you're external to that, their experience. So it's easier when it comes to yourself, like I'm definitely not the best, but I'm self-awareness is the first step guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it, knowing and taking the first is the first step it's like knowing being aware of it is Mm -hmm. because then you know what to do and like you said that's not easy but you go from there exactly do what you can (laughs) with that really good answer we're almost done but i have to ask you a very stupid question it would not be an interview by me if i am excited i'm excited to ask you a very stupid question that okay, better be a good question. Based on something you tweeted about. Oh no! <laughs> so you talked about the di like a Dis- the Disney Channel games, but for DIY bands or Twitter bands. Yes. Team color, and you get five bands. Who are oh. they? <laughs> the color question's like not even a question. It's obviously <laughs> green. Obviously. Fair, understandably. Um, um, going back to your intro about me being a good die young model. Oh. <laughs> when I tell you, I literally screamed. Well, how did like, I, okay. saw that, I saw that post and I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I don't know. Like it kind of like short circuited for a second. I was just like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I saw it just regularly and I was like, that's oh, amazing. Cool. That's amazing. They actually like they started this like ambassador like community of people who like love hair dye and they like had a call for them and I was like oh I'd be interested I'm in LA and they're like cool and so I've given some like you know user feedback every now and then and like I'll always tag them when I use the product but then they actually like this was like six months later they like posted it and I was like whoa that's sick I'm like does that mean emo mom has seen this <laughs> who knows but um, it was really cool. And I like, I love self-expression in any way. And I think it's really cool what they're doing. Um, all that to say, Disney Channel Games team color is obviously green. Noted. And who I get to pick how many people? Five. Five including us or not including us? Not including me. Oh my God. Okay. 
I think this is hard because my first three are going to be the Ramiro brothers. Oh, no, that's, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, that's cheating. That's it's not even cheating, but they're like, okay, they're basically one because they're basically the equivalent of the Jonas Brothers. Yes, but I feel like the Ramiro brothers, they're too OP. They're, they all do too much shit. That's like, <laughs> you, like no. <laughs> I sorry. feel like it's, okay, fine. Well, like, then I'll have them individually, I guess. Oh. <laughs> okay, that ended up worse. I should just let you have them as one. Okay, yeah, you get them as all three. I get them as one or as three. Hmm. If you're listening. Okay, I'll, I'll count them as three. Okay. Okay, okay. Count them. let's get two more. Two more? Oh my God. I'm trying to think of like Twitter personality, like online presence. I'm going to go with Hoity Toity for number four. Aria, who does all their social media, is literally so out of pocket. Like every single thing I've ever seen them post is like so funny. I'm like, how did you even think of that? Like they're so good at the internet. I wish I could have that ability. Like, I feel like I could, but I just like, I think it's the energy aspect. Yeah. I just like, can't, I'm just tired. I'm old and tired. <laughs> I'm old and tired guys. I can't do internet, but Aria's of Hoi Toti is killing it. Okay. Number five. Oh my God. This is so hard. There's so many good ones. Yeah, I, I couldn't make this easy for you. I mean, you had thoughtful questions. I mean, I have to go completely. It's such a good question, though. It's very timely, too. I literally tweeted that, like, today. There um, is a note, like, right here. And I was like, I know the final. Okay, I was okay. going to have a Domino's callback as the final thing. <laughs> Domino's. Actually, I don't want a Domino's sponsorship. I want to talk about sponsorship. Talk about but... Okay. <laughs> Gets good, because what I was going to do is I was going to get a Domino's gift card at the end of the interview. I was going to email it to the in the morning account. You're oh my god, big brain. <laughs> I'll literally just send you one back. <laughs> we can both have a pizza party. Oh, I can't even pick the last one. Okay, I'm gonna pick the last one and it's gonna be Susie True because not only because we're also playing a show with them, yep, they're also amazing. They're also very funny. They don't tweet as much as Aria, but every time they do, I'm like laughing, like rolling on the floor laughing. And I also just like love their aesthetic. I feel like we're not the same, but we're very complimentary visually and aesthetically. And like, I think that's why I gravitated towards them outside of their awesome music. So I'm going to go with that. The three Romero, Brother- three Romero Brothers projects. Yeah. Uh, Nightlife, Feral Cat. Alan does, he's, he's about to release a 69 song album. So check that out. And then Hoity Toity and Susie True. Go see us live on May 20th in Los Angeles. I love <laughs> that you threaded the needle and made the last response a like a, a show promo. I yeah. just love. I have no media training. It's all self-training. I also went to school for PR though. So there's that. Exactly. You know, you know the message you need to send out, which is the show. Yes. And with all that being said, we're going to close it out there. Thank you so much for being on. It's been so awesome to like always talk and just check out. I mean, I, this is like, Again, we this is like the first like long conversation we've had in like a year. But Dude, still. I know. Crazy. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. It's been so long since I've talked to you, but also like to anyone to this like capacity anyways. So I can't believe it's like basically been a year. Yeah. I'll see, next, I'll see you next year. I mean, yeah, <laughs> if we want to make this a tradition, I'm down. Yeah. On tour. I feel like I'm manifesting it by this time next year we would have already or about to go 
on a tour opening for somebody. That's my prediction for this episode. <laughs> We're putting it on the air. Manifest. Yeah, shout out to all editors and sound engineers. 